KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Bridgerton, Euphoria, Game of Thrones. These TV shows have certainly gotten a lot of acclaim. They've also got a lot of sex. At one point, maybe that was something audience, especially younger audiences, were looking for. But now, there's evidence maybe that's not the case. You know, what's really interesting is that I teach a class called Love, Marriage, and Parenting, and we look at kind of dating and marriage trends globally. And there has been a long time trend in some countries that countries are concerned that young people are like not focused on sexual and romantic relationships in the way that they might want. Dr. Kathleen Bogle is a professor of sociology and criminal justice at LaSalle University. She's got some thoughts about a recent UCLA study that found the majority of adolescents ages 13 to 24 want to see more friendships and platonic relationships portrayed in TV shows and movies, and that nearly 45% think that sex isn't necessary to the plot. There definitely are, you know, romantic relationships amongst young people for sure. There certainly are on college campuses, but there's also a lot of people that feel like they get left behind and a lot of things haven't worked out for them. I'm Brian Seltzer. Today on KYW News Radio in Depth, Matt Leon and Kathleen Bogle dive into this study. What's the data really telling us about the content preferences of adolescents? How much of a premium are they putting on romance? And is there any chance this UCLA survey could actually move the needle in Hollywood? So to start, I just kind of want to get, as someone who studies this, who's read about this, uh, you know, get your initial reaction to this UCLA report. Were you surprised? Does it track with what you've seen? Kind of where did it fall for you? You know, what's really funny is that, you know, maybe we have hit a point in society where this kind of idea of sex sells and, you know, you you have to make it sexy to get people interested. We've been so saturated with that for so long. And young people can access through many sites kind of any sexual content that they want. So this idea of like a kind of forbidden fruit that they might see a hint of in in programming like doesn't need to really be there anymore. They they can see something much more graphic than that if they want to, but they don't need to be bombarded with it in every second. It seems to be what the research is saying you know, that they they do want to see kind of other kinds of relationships. And it doesn't always have to be sex cells. It doesn't always have to be even a romantic relationship at all. They spoke about, you know, wanting to see more friendships or kind of variations in, in relationships. So instead of looking at it from that standpoint of what they didn't want, looking at it from the platonic relationships, I find that interesting because what does that kind of tell us about a generation that has kind of come up online, come up on their phones, it would seem to me that this kind of signals kind of a longing for just a connection, just basically a human connection of being heard, being listened to, rather than anything more romantic. Yeah, I mean, I think once upon a time, we might have thought, you know, who could you count on in life? And, you know, it's your family and maybe a best friend or something, but it was often like a romantic partner. Like, you know, that's who you could count on. That's your go-to person. And, you know, a lot of young people don't have that or they have it for periods of time, but it doesn't work out or, you know, kind of serial monogamy or, or hookup culture. There's all these different kind of things that are out there, but they're not necessarily all paired off at a young age, you know, planning marriage. So having, you know, friendships, having people you can count on in that realm, like that's kind of a human need is to be able to count on people, have people that care about you. 
And, you know, it may be your friends that care about you more than, you know, someone you're meeting and hooking up with or in an on and off again relationship with. Are there any, I don't know if red flags a term I want to use, but is there anything that this data kind of tells you that kind of concerns you about this generation? Because kind of going along with the online phone concerns about loneliness and things like that, like, you know, 30 years ago kids that age wanted to see sex because it was taboo and such. And you talk about how it's everywhere. And now they want to see these friendships because possibly these are things they're longing for. You know, what's really interesting is that I teach a class called Love, Marriage and Parenting, and we look at kind of dating and marriage trends globally. And there has been a long time trend in some countries that countries are concerned that young people are like not focused on sexual and romantic relationships in the way that they might want. So it's happened in Japan, it's happened in Germany, it's happened other places. And where it starts to kind of affect things is like population, you know, and we've started to see that already where there's like downturns in population. You hear about, you know, college campuses, there aren't enough college students to go around these days. And it isn't just because some people choose not to go to college. There's literally not not enough people to go. So when you have people both delaying marriage and then focusing on other relationships, focusing on education, focusing on their friendships, you know, they aren't as focused on, you know, how fast can I get that ring? How fast can I get married? Um, In some cases, they want to do it later. A research project I did a number of years ago, the males that I interviewed would say, yeah, they want to get married, but no sooner than a certain age. And the women I I spoke to would say, yeah, I want to get married, but no later than a certain age. But whatever those ages were, they still were in the future. They weren't right after school or things like that. So when you're looking at the demographic for the UCLA study, you know, these are young people that maybe still see themselves getting married, but not until later. And I think, you know, young people have also seen with the amount of divorce and with the amount of relationships that kind of even in, you know, celebrity couples and stuff that don't work out, you know, that they have to have other things to focus on too. They have to have work. They have to have friendships. They can't just count on a life where, you know, you graduate high school and you walk off into the sunset with one person and form a life and form a family around them. It seems to me that a lot of this would come from a female empowerment standpoint, because for so long in history, you know, women, yes, they could say yes or no to a guy, but everything was pushed in the, you've got to get married. You've got to have kids, you know, your husband might cheat on you, but that's, what are you going to do? You've just got to be the mom, be the strong wife. And so much of our society now has changed the thought process and, you know, women have gained obviously so much more agency in relationships and in in their lives. Does this tell a message about how far women have come deciding what they want? I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say because I, you know, I don't see women necessarily getting what they want. In some cases, you know, the research that I've done about college campuses or young alumni age 23 to 30, you know, they're having a lot of trouble finding what they want. And I think they do turn to online for meeting people, whether it's a formal dating site or whether it's something else. But While those sites provide opportunities that, you know, unlike uh, 30 years ago, where if you broke up with someone, maybe you don't meet someone else for months and months, you know, it does provide this, oh, I can start looking for someone else 
immediately or, you know, a date doesn't work out, I can start looking for some, you know, someone else. But you also can have a ton of rejection on those sites, right? You know, you put yourself out there, you put pictures in a description and you might see, hey, someone looked at you and then closed it out or someone swiped the other way or something. So there's this constant stream of rejection too. On the one hand, they have all these outlets via online, via all these sites, all this, but along with it is a lot of hurt, is a lot of rejection, is a lot of, you know, what is this person really looking for? You know, are they looking for something for real? Are they just looking for a casual hookup? You know, so I do think that they can be, you know, a little bit alienated sometimes by thinking, oh, this is how I'll find something great. You know, another kind of downside of having so many options and so many sites is, is it a mentality of kind of staying together with someone and trying to work out problems? Or is it, you know, hey, I'll I'll pick up my phone and I'll swipe who, who the next set of people are. You know, I'll find someone else. So there definitely are, you know, romantic relationships amongst young people, for sure. There certainly are on college campuses. But there's also a lot of people that feel like they get left behind and a lot of things haven't worked out for them. And, you know, they don't feel like there's someone that really cares about them and is invested in them. And so wanting to see, you know, friendships and other kinds of relationships, you know, in TV and movies and stuff kind of makes sense in a way. I'm of the age that when I first started dating, it was people you knew at school you know, friends of friends, somebody you met at a party. And the later part of my dating was when online stuff started to become more mainstream. And it is easy to get overwhelmed with just so many people and stuff like that. Like, this is really just so different than 30 years ago that we maybe are just starting to understand the impact of having constant options like this presents to two people like we're kind of in a real-time experiment here because there's nothing similar to this in human history right right and i think people still will want ultimately the connection and like i said you know there's kind of a human need for people want someone that cares about them they want someone that they can tell they had a bad day to you know they want someone who goes to Thanksgiving dinner with them or whatever. You know, they want that kind of romantic connection. So I don't think they're going to give up on it entirely, but have they adjusted expectations to, I might not find this until later on. I might find this, but then the person breaks up with me or, you know, that there's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of hurt feelings. That definitely happens. I mean, along with that, you have trends in education where, you know, you have a lot of people going to college or grad school. And so, you know, being tied down into a romantic relationship, you know, when you're a a late teen, early 20s person, when you might not want to get married for another decade, you know, that's kind of like a long time to date until you're ready to settle down. So as you see more people marrying in their late 20s into their 30s as kind of a norm, you know, then there's this like really extended adolescence, you know, and you see so many trends with that. You see them moving home, you know, sometimes after school, the whole failure to launch phenomenon of like people that aren't really fully launching into adulthood. And, you know, using that same time frame that we said of like 30 years ago, you might have found people who didn't have much choice but to launch. Like, (laughs) you have to pay for your own life now. You're an adult now, you know, and you start to have responsibilities. But 
as we have parents, like having less kids, having them later, having them move home, having them slowly transition to adulthood, you know, then the romantic relationship end of those things, you know, can go right along with that of that that's waiting too. We need to take a break. We will have more with Dr. Kathleen Bogle right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. We are back on KYW News Radio In-Depth, continuing our conversation with LaSalle University's Dr. Kathleen Bogle. Do you think there is anything, this generation is a generation that has grown up, and I don't want to get too big picture here, and this might sound ridiculous, but has grown up you know, staring climate change in the face. It's incredibly important to them. They grew up during the the Great Recession. They have had a lot of negative and existential type things kind of thrust upon them at a young age and to the point where it's frankly all they've known. And they look at the future much different than I think people my generation did where there's, you know, you can get it. Why some kids have a lack of hope in the big picture and that things are going to be great 30 years. Do you think that has an impact into what they're looking for in relationships and they just want more people to, to have a good time with and enjoy the things they can rather than thinking about, a family when it's so much uncertainty? Am I giving that too much credence or do you think that plays in? No, I do think it plays in. I think uncertainty is the exact right word. And I, I do think that young people can be overwhelmed with negativity. And I think that even though there were negative things going on in previous periods, you know, we didn't have social media then to get 24-7 updates about all these negative things. Was police brutality happening in previous eras? Of course it was, but we didn't have a, you know, cell phone camera filming it. And so, you know, I've had conversations with classes before about, oh, they think, you know, the world's getting worse and that somebody else will, you know, kind of chime in, no doubt about that. And I'll be like, are you sure? World War One, World War Two, <laughs> you know, Vietnam, the Cold War. Are you so sure that everything's getting worse? You know, is it getting worse for women? Is it getting worse for racial minorities compared to how it was? You know, so I don't buy in personally to this idea that, you know, the world's worse than it's ever been. But I think young people where their frame of reference is is so small, right? Like we forget about this, that, you know, college students are like born, you know, post 9-11 and, and things like that. And like you said, they've been overwhelmed with dire projections of the future and the climate and the you know, global political situation and things like that. And so, you know, it does create a lot of uncertainty, which can even raise the question more of, you know, who can I count on? Who, you know, who's in it with me? Who cares about me? You know, it's not always a uh, one true romantic partner, you know, from age 18 or age 20, you know, in some cases it is friendships and things like that. But that doesn't mean that they don't eventually want that serious relationship or that they're giving up on that. I think most Americans marry, most Americans want to marry, even people that traditionally weren't allowed to marry, like LGBTQ people, like fought for the right to do so. So I just think there's still a norm towards doing that, but the pathway to get there has changed and is a longer runway than it used to be. Do you think we will start to see more and more this reflected in popular culture where it's not necessarily a love interest. It's, you know, a best friend or somebody that develops into a, a best friend in a movie and stuff like that. Because if you look at how I think very quickly in advertising and movies, you saw the emergence of 
LGBTQ characters and relationships and interracial relationships very quickly went from you rarely saw it to it is beyond the norm now. Do you think we could see something similar with with stuff like this where they pull the reins back on definitely having to have a romantic interest in a in a show and stuff like that and much more focus on friendships? Or do you feel like we're already seeing it? I mean, I think that if you look closely, you see that a lot of popular shows did both. So when you look at a show like, you know, Friends, and that's obviously been back in the news with the loss of Matthew Perry, that, okay, it's a show called Friends, it's about friendships, but then there's also pairing off from there, those romantic relationships, but there is something that's fundamentally about the friendship of those six people and how they're kind of getting through, you know, young adulthood in New York City together. It's not about married couple, the, you know, Brady Bunch, the Dick Van Dyke show or whatever of yesteryear. And even Sex in the City, right, that was supposed to be kind of pushing the envelope on sex and dating in New York, you know, in your 30s. I mean, that show was fundamentally about friendship, too, right? The friendship of those four girls. And they had a lot of disappointments and up and downs with their relationships with guys, but they could count on each other. So I think that we've already started to see it. And I think that, you know, media would be smart to say, okay, I can't just do the Disney, you know, walk off into the sunset fairy tale. That becomes pretty phony and seems unattainable for a lot of people. But you can do things that kind of focus on a hybrid of more friendships and platonic relationships. But that doesn't mean they never mention, you know, (laughs) dating or sex or romantic relationships. They're just not pretending it's the, you know, be all end all and that your entire life is focused around it because that just doesn't reflect the reality of a lot of young people. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.